Hello, and welcome to the People's Edition of the Forbes podcast with your host, me, Joe Monk. As an aspiring lawyer, my aim is to speak with partners and significant people within the firm, break down barriers and gain an insight into what makes them tick. So, Nicola, uh, welcome to the uh, podcast, uh, the first collaboration between uh, insurance and the People's Edition. Hi, Joe. Uh, Thanks very much for having me. I know the first crossover one. This is very uh, exciting. I'm a bit nervous as well. <laughs> first one on my own as well. Oh, don't worry. I'll be gentle with yeah. you. Don't worry. <laughs> so, if we um, just go back to the, the beginnings and now you, you, know, you started out, I, I know I've I've heard you from from the Nottingham area. I am, yes, yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, a big Knox County fan. Knox County, a, yeah, the first, yeah. oldest football club. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. And now back in the league, yeah. so happy days. Yeah, they're doing well. Well, um, going looking uh, back to your early beginnings. Uh, obviously, starting out. Uh, did you always think you were going to be doing law? Was that sort of a, uh, an aspiration for you? Well, it's quite an interesting one because I do tell this story quite a lot yeah. and it does <laughs> just tend to make people laugh. But, uh, yeah, I'm, you're quite right. I grew up in Nottingham. Um, I went through the comprehensive school yeah. system, uh, played loads of sport at school, yeah. really enjoyed it, really enjoyed English and history as subjects and really enjoyed kind of reading and investigating and things like that. And I did have a massive love for, uh, you know, a, a drama on ITV at nine o'clock, uh, yeah. the crime-related ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went through school thinking either I'm going to be in the police like absolutely busting all these criminals or I'm going to be <laughs> some sort of criminal barrister and obviously as you get up through school I was thinking right seriously at a level point need to see what I'm going to do and mm. I didn't really have a clue then I just picked the A levels that I really liked and was interested in so English lit and history and, and uh, I think I did R religious studies mm. as well uh, and while I was there I did some work experience with a barrister who gave me some really good advice at the time and said it's a hard life being a barrister you're self-employed uh, being a solicitor might you know that ha- just at least consider that track so mm-hmm. I went and did some more work experience enjoyed it uh, and went off to uni at Liverpool to do law yeah. uh, absolutely love Liverpool as a city yeah. fell in love with the northwest and have been in the northwest pretty much ever since yeah. um, so I went off to Liverpool and I still at the point of getting into third year was between the police and going into a career in law mm. um, from the, the solicitor side uh, down to the wire and, and then decided to apply for my LPC and went over to Chester to do that really enjoyed yeah. living in Chester got a lot out of the area uh, again mm. was playing football and hockey yeah, and tennis yeah. and really enjoying it um, and then I got a job as a paralegal in a small firm in Warrington Mm. where I started doing claims for industrial diseases on the claimant side um, for coal miners who'd suffered, um, they'd got COPD from their work yeah. down and breathing dust in, in, the, in the mines. And I really enjoyed it because it played to all my strengths. Um, I like the history element of it, of going back in time, finding out a lot about the coal mining industry and what happened and the politics of it. Yeah, yeah. Really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I ended up, I actually, in, in my career, I'm the queen of a tube transfer because they sold um, that firm, then sold that section of the business to Pannonis in Manchester, yeah. who were a big full service firm, well, pretty much full service. Uh, went over there and finished my training contract and then did a bit of bit in um, court protection work um, I think I did a little bit of a stint had a, a few weeks in family mm. but mainly did industrial disease really enjoyed it decided that's what I wanted to qualify into um, and then I went over to Halliwell's 
as an NQ, um, really enjoyed my experience yeah. there, but I was over in Liverpool, um, and then again got cheaply transferred <laughs> to BLM, so I was literally, by the time I was two years qualified, I've been cheaply transferred twice, which I think is some sort of record, yeah. um, liked BLM a lot, um, yeah. and then ended up, big firm, big yeah, firm, yeah mm -hmm. big insurance firm, yeah. really enjoyed it, they looked after me well, um, I was quite seriously ill at one point when I worked for BLM, and they looked yeah. after me really well, um, yeah. and I came through that fine. Um, eventually, though, I got headhunted to go over to Clyde and Co. Yeah, when they yeah. were trying to build up their disease offering. Yeah, again, that's massive firm. Massive firm um, in Manchester. We went from two hundred staff up to it expanded to over five hundred by the time yeah, I yeah. left. So I was there. That's just Manchester. That's just Manchester. Yeah, wow. It's absolutely yeah. massive and it's worldwide. Um, yeah. But some of the experiences there were fantastic. Yeah. Um, I did the graduate recruitment. We did in. I was involved in that, but we'd also did an associate swap, so I went over to work in one of the South African offices for a week, oh, wow. which was amazing, oh, yeah, um, bet, yeah. which was open to the senior associates and senior associates, so at the time as a senior associate, went over there and it was like, I went to Johannesburg and it was like a complete other yeah. world, um, but seeing how they ran insurance claims and how they don't specialise as much, yeah, well, yeah. certainly at that time they didn't, um, but it was just like a whole new world, um, and then that enabled us to build connections so we help them with a lot of claims for respiratory diseases yeah. uh, so that was a great experience um, got promoted to legal director yeah. there mm -hmm. and then the opportunity came to talk to Forbes a couple of years ago um, about them you know trying to really get the profile up of the Manchester yeah. office and to expand out the the disease offering yeah. among defendant insurers and corporates yeah. um, and I came over two years ago and haven't looked back absolutely love it a partner in insurance yeah. um, and have a very busy and happy life here yeah, that's, that's, quite <laughs> so that's a very short rundown yeah. no, <laughs> there's a lot to pick up from that I think no definitely I mean I suppose starting out uh, especially for me, my legal career, I, I, from many people I speak to, I don't think insurance is actually actually top of the list. You think, oh, I'm definitely going to be an insurance yeah. lawyer. Was that so? From what you've explained there, all the the interest you gained from being a paralegal in the department mm -hmm. is that what made it resonate with you as to go into that area? And was your was your training pretty much? tailored towards insurance it was um i didn't leave school thinking i really want to be an industrial disease yeah. lawyer yeah it's a niche yeah. area i yeah. always thought because my 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 background is i've always been quite a chatty bubbly person yeah. mm -hmm. was that i would go into an area like family or a very consumer-led mm. environment but actually as i got older and i progressed through my career i enjoy every aspect of the business aspect of yeah. of law i really yeah. enjoy running a business i also enjoy i found i just found that actually when i went to go and work in that field it really played to all my strengths and yeah. it really i really enjoy that detective work of digging digging back in time yeah but you've also got the medical law aspect of we've got to look at the causation of the injury. Yes, I mean, yeah, yeah. for asbestos cases in particular as well, there's such a highly, it's quite highly emotional because yeah. you've got the mesothelioma work, which is a, a very aggressive lung cancer that's mm. caused by exposure to asbestos. Now, you might say, oh, well, you're the defendant side of things, you're working for the insurance companies, but we have a massive responsibility as well as the claimant lawyers to make sure that we're the checks and balances in place so we've got to investigate you know did the exposure happen with the defendant that we're representing could it have been somewhere else mm. um, we need to look at that as quickly as we can 
causation wise did we cause that injury has the claimant got any other conditions yeah. that might be f- so it, it i find it really interesting but i wouldn't necessarily have known about it unless i'd had that experience yeah. in it um, when i was a paralegal and yeah. then yeah i i did then very much know that was for me and had a training contract tailored to that yeah but now i'm doing the graduate recruitment stuff i think you've got to have a you've really got to try and get the widest range of experience you possibly can yeah um because you don't know what's for you and you might develop an interest i mean in your career so far you've had a very two very different i imagine departments which will do you nothing but good going forward so yeah yeah, it's it's a mix because i suppose it's like when you find your partner for life some people find them in the 16 (laughs) sometimes i've had they were the 40 yeah. it's you've got to try out different experiences to try and get there but my experience yeah. was i found what i wanted to do quite early on and develop out from that yeah no everyone's that, that's it's a really good point everyone's got different sort of experiences to, as to where they want want to get to i mean mm-hmm. I've, I've been lucky in terms of having like say two different uh working in two different sectors and i've had that really good experiences to know where sort of my sort of interests lie so mm-hmm. and i think forbes do provide that real opportunity to do that but uh, obviously now, obviously you know you are a partner at Forbes. Uh, you, we were talking just before we uh, recorded. You know, like trying to grow the Manchester presence, uh, the grow the presence of the in the Manchester region, yeah. uh, especially for uh, the the insurance side of things. And obviously the team's incredible is expanding uh, quite significantly. Such mm. a big area. Uh, what sort of do you have any like sort of short term goals as to what? the team want to achieve in the next sort of maybe up to next five years or so yeah well we have we're very lucky in that we've we've had it historically we've had a base in manchester for a number of years yeah. now um, well there was a small insurance team led by andrew ellis who's still yeah. very much a managing partner at manchester and mm. he does fantastic work with a lot of clients that we've had for a very long time and clients like Forbes and um, we've had clients that have been with us for a long time so it's keeping those clients happy um, but when you look at the numbers of the, the number of people that just sit in the Manchester office now generally as a Manchester strategy when I when I got there I think there was six or seven of us where it was Manchester was our home office yeah um, now myself and Jen Smith the partner in employment arrived at pretty much the same time uh, and I think it's just grown so I think we triple the numbers within two years yeah. so the, the plans and the objectives are that we've very much want to keep the clients we've got happy and extend the work that we're doing for them but also that we do want to reach out into the Manchester area recruit more people into Manchester um, Mm. as well as keeping that we've got a client base across the piece in Lancashire and Leeds as well yeah yeah yeah. so yeah so the objectives are there and and I think we're we're expanding just naturally at the moment uh, but we're working very hard to to put in place that we're we've got the facilities and the staff to take in more resources no absolutely and obviously as you alluded to earlier you know you're on the graduate recruitment panel as well I am yes how have you how have you found that like the last couple of years oh I absolutely love it it's it's such a privilege to be able to do Joe and you know you came through this summer um it's fantastic it's it's a long process for people we ask them to give a lot to it um, but we also try and give a lot to it as well and just meeting you all it's been I mean I was thinking about it this morning it's it's such been such an absolute privilege for me because not only have I got to meet you all as prospective trainee solicitors and future Forbes solicitors and hopefully partners 
um, but also in terms of getting to know the business as well as a whole yeah and really getting around to all the officers and understanding what each department needs and what yeah, a seat yeah. in each department has so the, it's so important to me for so many reasons and i think as well we have the ability now to with so many different training contract routes yeah Absolutely. as well that we've got at our fingertips you know we can get the right route for the right person yeah um and i think we've seen that you know we've had issues, instances now where we're offering specific training contracts for yeah. family and crime yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a new thing mm. um which is great for those departments because yeah. they've got people who are really focused on that area yeah um, and have very specialist skills to be able to cope with that so i think the fact that we can be quite flexible with that has been brilliant yeah, yeah. but i just love it I, I think the whole panel myself and john pickavance and keller bowers yeah, it's and, an interesting and Eric, mix it's an interesting it? yeah, mix yeah, of yeah, characters yeah. but we get on really really yeah, well yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's a lot yeah. of sort of joking behind the scenes and goes on and things like that <laughs> and ribbing each other yeah. but we get on and we've got obviously got Emma and Jack in at HR yeah, as well yeah. so I, I think I, I do I keep saying it but I do consider it to be a privilege yeah I think everyone sort of like when I, when I interviewed Pauline when she was a guest she was talking about how training principles one of the highlights mm. of what she's done in her career so far yeah. I've spoke to Stuart Penswick as well and he's had so much enjoyment from it exactly and they've given such a good base and they're, and they're yeah. great because we go to them and ask them questions and say yeah. well how would you have approached this or how would you have done yeah. that and I mean, Pauline is a managing partner anyway. Yeah, he's, just, yeah. he's just a fantastic individual, both yeah. as a leader and a person. And yeah. there's a lot to look up to there and how yeah. they managed it. Um, yeah. We obviously can take on the mantle and do it in our way, but we've just got such a wealth of experience at the firm to turn yeah, yeah. to as well. And it feeds further down as well from people I've spoken to who've gone through the process. You know, we look up to, to you, like Keller and John, as you know, aspiring partners as well. Brilliant. I think it's like, you know, it, it definitely feeds down and it's obviously... A testament to how well you've you've run the process over the last up since you've started doing yeah, it. Yeah, well, this was our second year this summer, yeah. um, and one of the most difficult parts of the process is when we have to tell people unfortunately yeah, yeah. they've not made it through to the next yeah. stage and yeah. that's something personally I find really hard because I don't yeah. like delivering bad news or yeah. uh, but I try not to see it as bad news we try and uh, we try and give constructive feedback as much as we possibly can yeah. uh, because everybody who's got through to each stage you, you know has done really really well yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and the amount of applications that we get it's it's fantastic so we do try and give feedback and i have seen that it's the second year that we've had people that didn't necessarily get one last year who we've then given feedback to and have come back mm -hmm. this year and, and got one and yeah, um, and, and that's really satisfying as well personally that's it because you all want uh, everyone who submits an application is just incredibly hard work and i mean to you obviously need to go through whatever route you've done you've got you have to at least have got a degree you know so yeah. it is such a tough process i, I remember reading a statistic i can't remember the exact amount. It was under 20% yeah. in terms of applicants who get a training contract per year. It and is. That's tough. a lot. There's career changes as well that you're competing against. Oh, it's t it's it, tough. Yeah. It, it's a tough market to compete against. Yeah. Um, and we recognise that. And yeah. obviously we've all been through the, the process yeah. some longer than others. But, yeah. you know, it's... It is a tough process, and we know that we've got to. We try and make people feel at ease as much as we can through yeah, it. Of course, but yeah. we know that it's tough and grueling, and appreciate that. And we wish that we could give, you know, more everyone, pe everyone people, want, yeah. more people That's want. The, yeah. um, but the reason that we can't is that we obviously have a limited number of seats yeah. that we can give per rotation to make sure you get the best training you can get. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. 
but it's not I mean the thing that I like about graduate recruitment here as well is it's not a one size fits all we are looking for a Forbes person yeah. but a Forbes person isn't necessarily all going to be a cardboard cut out of each other no, no, definitely. we really encourage people to, to really and I think this kind of crossover with the work with the EDIB committee yeah, gonna, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we want you to come and be your authentic self. Yeah, yeah. So when people are interviewing, we generally want, genuinely want to have a really interesting conversation yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know in your first interview, we picked up a lot about your running and, yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. And but generally, yeah. you know, we've had people who are really interested in podcasts or reading or anything. We want yeah. to see that passion in people yeah, yeah. and what really makes people tick. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and I find it incredibly like we can sometimes do eight interviews in a day, yeah. And it's I find them all interesting, and I like talking to people and finding out about people and what interests them. Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. No, it, 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 I bet it is rewarding. I mean, I, re- I remember just before the uh, the assessment day started, uh, I caught you. It just <laughs> it just started to rain. And we well, were I know, and yeah. I think I actually out sprinted you, you did, on legs that are half you the did. size of yours. You <laughs> just did. saw you John Pickabans absolutely <laughs> chuckling to himself and <laughs> racing across the thing. Oh, it, but it's an icebreaker, isn't it? it? it, was, it was. <laughs> Obviously, I got the. Um, one of the one of the tasks wasn't that we had to pick a, a piece of paper out of a hat and look at what topic it was. And I, I get Olympic sports. It's Unbelievable! Like, yeah, <laughs> completely random. Yeah. Completely <laughs> random. But things like that with with the assessment day, which we're always trying to tweak it as well to make yeah. sure that it fits and it's it's always fresh. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because it it takes a lot of work. There's a lot of behind the scenes work with all of it. And, and Emma and Jack in HR do the most fantastic job with getting yeah. everything sorted and getting everybody into the right place that they need to be. And, yeah, yeah. You know, Emma making sure we were fed in that John got his pork pie yeah, yeah, yeah. at regular like, intervals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, he just gets hangry and the yeah. whole thing. But but yeah, yeah. it's um, it, yeah. There's a lot of work goes into it, and, and the yeah. assessment centre. The lovely, lovely thing about it was that all the people who were internal candidates really took the external candidates on the yeah, wing yeah, yeah, yeah. and chatted yeah. to them, and it was like one big group by the yeah. end of the day. And and in that, we knew that we made the right decisions with putting yeah. people through and. Yeah, and I think for any aspiring applicants who are and candidates who are listening, it wasn't as daunting as what it's made out to be. No. Like the assessment said it was very, very accommodating. I think everyone was, you know, welcoming. It wasn't yeah, there wasn't any intimidation or anything like that. It was a, it was a long day. It took a couple of weeks to recover. Yeah, it's but a it's long day. Because you put day. everything into it. Uh, of course it is, because it's your massive opportunity yeah. to shine, and, yeah. and you've got to do that. Uh, but what how we've tried to tailor it is that that, that different bits of the assessment day will will kind of reflect uh, different yeah, people's strengths. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and we can get a whole view then of the candidate. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And then obviously we, we leading on to that you're also part of like you say the the equality diversity inclusion committee. Yeah, uh, I'm belonging. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm belonging. Yeah, EDIB, EDIB committee. I sometimes yeah. phrase it. It's yeah, yeah. Four letters. It's four yeah, letters. Yeah, EDIB. <laughs> uh, so how did that come about? And obviously, you know, from what I've seen, you're incredibly passionate about that. Uh, and yeah. what you said at the staff conference as well mm. was really powerful uh, yeah. in terms of being your authentic self. I am, because I think that's really important. Yeah. I think, um, you know, it's not always a given at firms, as I said at the staff conference, yeah. that you can come to work and be your authentic self, um, no matter, you know, I've said it before, who you love, what your race yeah. is, what your religion is, mm. um, if you're part of the neurodiverse community, 
there's so many different examples of how we're all different but we can all join together in our strength so yeah. edib came about it's been coming about for a long time yeah. um in that we've been trying to get one together and uh, there's been lots of circumstances come together that actually we've now got the committee and it's up and yeah. running um, but they does take a lot of work behind the scenes which again hr have facilitated and done a fantastic job yeah, perhaps yeah. over a year before the even the edib committee came around um, so we've, it's been up and running about six months now. Um, we're inundated with members, yeah, uh, yeah. and more and more people wanted to join, which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, and we've tried to have a real cross section of people represented. Um, so we've got three co-chairs. I'm yeah. one of them. Yeah. Adam Bromley, yeah. who's a partner in commercial yeah, properties, yeah, Adam, one, yeah, um, yeah. and also Corrie, for, for, uh, oh, Corrie uh, uh, over at Family. Yeah. Um, so we've got a real. We all take it in turns yeah. to host or, or chair the meetings. Um, and it's fantastic. I think the education pieces that go in out on the men's health yeah. Um, yeah. is particularly powerful. Uh, we had the pride parties, yeah. which was so much fun. They were yeah. really good fun, but also had an important message behind yeah, them. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah. things like, we're just trying to play it a little bit outside the box as well, in terms of, like, we had a pride party playlist. Yeah, and yeah. got everybody yeah. to... Yeah, emails about, yeah. Yeah, got everybody to pick a song and do that. So we want people yeah. to feel involved. And they generally really, really do. Um, and we had the Eid Fast as well. Yeah, I was... Part, yeah, Were you a part yeah, of that? Yeah, that was... We, we had it in, in here, actually. Uh, the uh, I think it was 7.48pm. Oh, uh, uh, I still remember starving? I, yeah, I had my first... I think quarter past four in the morning. I had, like, so much for breakfast just to last me through the day. But Because a lot of a lot of my friends here are Muslims and they obviously have, have to adhere to, to it. Yeah. I just can't believe they do it every day. I just take... It just makes me more inspired from what they do and you know the commitment to, to doing it. Oh, like it's they, phenomenal, they, they isn't enjoy it? it and they embrace it. Mm. It's just so incredible. I ask a lot of questions about it because I'm just so intrigued. Uh, and but I think I just, that's the, the really lovely thing that yeah. that people are really asking questions. So we had it was Rosh Hashanah, uh, the Jewish festival. Yeah, yeah. So the last yeah, weekend, the and then there was a, there was a newsletter piece about yeah. that, and we had recipes in it. And then actually, we've got a couple of people who identify with the Jewish community. Yeah. Um, in our office and asking more questions about it and yeah, it, yeah. you know yeah, and, yeah. and there's so much interesting stuff to delve into and yeah. find out about your colleagues and yeah yeah and I, I just think it's a credit to the whole firm the way it's taken off oh definitely i mean obviously added to that i've heard you're quite a keen footballer i do it? like my football i'm a bit yeah. slower than i was yeah what position do you play well i used to i started off i, I was decent at one time yeah. and i used to play sort of right back um oh, from, yeah, yeah. and then trent alexander yeah position. and then like sort of roaming forward yeah, yeah. smashing it forward like a wing back um and then when i got a bit older and I was out of girls teams and into women's teams yeah. I decided I liked a bit more of the glory and I went yeah, to yes. a sort of classic number 10 playmaker yeah, role yeah, yeah. if you will yeah. um, and that's where I kind of tend to play up front now yeah, with yeah. a bit less running around <laughs> so I still play five aside on a Tuesday night do you? yeah, yeah wow, and yeah. I absolutely love yeah. it I really really love it what? I remember you, you were saying on the, the, the podcast you did with Tim you were watching the, sem- the England movie semi-finals oh. they've done so well haven't they? oh the profile yeah. of the game I mean yeah, compared yeah. to when I was growing up um, yeah. and playing it's yeah. it's just the lionesses are incredible yeah. there's such a massive kind yeah. of I mean even as not even like five years ago I don't think many years many people were, were engaged with, with women's football no. as much and it's not it, it's not fair is it there's obviously so much disparity in pay and like raising the profile of the game and I don't think it can ever it's not going to happen for some time is it where no. be a level playing field but it 
they're definitely going that way and they're showing the men how to do it as well they are had more success and i think it's more of a family orientated yeah. sport as well if yeah. you go to a women's match there's yeah. a lot less of the swearing and, and yeah, the, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah and all of that kind of thing yeah. so it is it is good but if you look back and think well historically in the during, to play. Yeah, yeah during the second world war yeah. the first world war the women were professional because the men were all away at war yeah, yeah, yeah. and the women's game was actually professional then yeah, oh yeah cool, and then yeah. what happened was uh, all the men came back and then it got completely banned for years yeah. so it's it's going from a standing start again yeah but it really is coming all the way round um yeah. but it's great to see like the england women's football and cricket team being such yeah, massive yeah because uh, i like my cricket as well yeah yeah, I'm, I'm into, and, yeah. Uh, i know i'd literally watch any if i was allowed at home i'd literally watch any sport going yeah it, 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 especially around christmas time when there's all these sports on it's the, oh, yeah. a dangerous time to watch it i know i mean I mean, this weekend i was darting between sort of on my phone as we were doing we were out about the solan cup and yeah, yeah. bits of football and yeah, things like yeah. that but it's it's, it's good I, I, it yeah is. i love it i'm really passionate about my sports absolutely love it it is i think it, it's good to have that like forbes promote that as well don't they having that that sort of work-life balance of putting these events on it is really absolutely. good it? Yeah. absolutely and it's really important to have a work-life balance yeah, yeah. because you go you're not going to be the best of you in no, either no, situation no, yeah. with, without having that absolutely. so, so yeah. yeah it's good so yeah I, I do i'm very keen on my sports outside well outside yeah. and inside work yeah i say big big knots county i mean if as, as a Premier League, do, do you follow a team in the Premier League? Or? I've kind of affiliated myself historically with Manchester United, oh, but that's because God. when I came yeah. up, yeah. Alex Ferguson was yeah, still in charge. Yeah, so when yeah. I moved to the North West, he was still very much in his heyday. Yeah, yeah. So I'll probably, but at the minute, they're not doing so well. No, and I'd probably not, no. actually rather say I was purely a Notts County supporter that's, at the minute. Yeah, so not, top of the league two yeah, at the minute, yeah. doing really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah so I, I would I'd kind of look out, but then I've got an affiliation to Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm there. a Liverpool fan. So, yeah, yeah oh, yeah, well, they're doing all right. They are, they're doing well. There's, there's a good atmosphere at the minute at the club. The the seems have had that. We know, we're. we're we're getting that winning spirit back and uh, you know we're obviously there's a lot of controversy controversy at the minute with Mo Salah where he's going to go I know but uh, you know it's, it's a good it's a good we're in a good place at the minute I think but uh, well I mean we've only, we've only got a couple of minutes left Nicola but um, oh it's flown by for, for the final section we've got a bit of a quick fire round oh so go on then right the let's be yeah. interesting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you weren't a lawyer what do you think you, your career would be uh, well, the easy answer is ev- all my friends find it really funny to ask people this question, yeah, what they think yeah. be, and everybody always says primary school teacher. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know if I would. I think it's just because I could. But I think I would probably want to be a journalist and write yeah, about yeah. interesting things. Yeah, because yeah, because you did it. You said you did English, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I really yeah. enjoy that. So yeah. I, th- I think that was what I would pick. Yeah. Have you got a um, favorite favorite net uh, sorry, Netflix recommendation? Oh uh, well, it's not Netflix. It's um, on Disney, Disney, but I'm yeah. watching Only Murders in the Building at the moment. I've heard, yeah, I I've really, heard really enjoyed yeah, that. Heard, Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's really good. Really yeah. funny. Bit of murders in there yeah. as well. Best thing about working at Forbes? Oh, the people. Hundred percent yeah, people. I thought I was a, yeah. yeah. What's the best podcast at Forbes? <laughs> <laughs> Forbes, let's talk the insurance edition, yeah, obviously. Yeah, that's going, that's going. <laughs> uh, that, that, uh, <laughs> we'll leave it on that note, but uh, no, I've really uh, enjoyed speaking to you today, Nicola. Thank you for having me on. I've really enjoyed talking to you, Jen. I think yeah. you're doing both doing fantastic work. Oh, brilliant. Thank you very much.